Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C. Joined this week by my co-host, Cam, as we are here to continue the talk on the road to WrestleMania and everything going on in WWE, recapping a little bit of AEW from this past week. Um, let's just start with AEW, talk about that a little bit. Cam, you weren't on the show last week. Uh, just some quick follow-up thoughts to if, from what you saw from Revolution and the follow-up this past Wednesday on Dynamite. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of the direction of AEW after uh, that last weekend? Well, I mean, I think MGF came back across as a star. I mean, we, we talked about him kind of, his title run kind of floundering and not really being too exciting. Um, I mean, the match was kind of what I expected it to be. Um, I, I actually picked, you know, I obviously picked Brian Danielson to win. You know, that wasn't the case, but MJF's post um, post conference thing, kind of like making fun of CM Punk a little bit. Um, you know his his whole shtick when he's in that when he's in that mode. It, you know, it comes across really well done. You know, I thought the follow up to on this past Wednesday was pretty good. You know, him doing like the bar mitzvah thing and all that stuff. You know, it was it was entertaining. So I think MJF is kind of you know he's he's kind of the guy going forward. You know, I thought it was a little funny when they brought out like the the mid mid guys to say you know I want to challenge MJF and the AEW originals, you know, versus the AEW champion. And, you know, it's a fine idea if it's kind of a placeholder until, you know, you get the big, the next big program for MJF, either Hangman or Kenny or Adam Cole or whoever it may, may end up being, you know, for the me- next main challenger. But I think, you know, someone like a Darby or a Jungle Boy getting a chance at MJF, you know, obviously I don't think any of those guys can be MJF for the world title. I don't think it would happen or should happen. Um, but it's a nice little program to kind of carry things in, like I said, until we get to the next big main event uh, attraction program going forward. Um, the rest of the show I thought was okay. You know, um, I, you know, still not really sure what's going on with the women's division. I think it's, I mean, they're bringing in all these people, and I think it's starting to kind of sink a little bit faster than they wanted it to. Um, they did bring in, you know, Taya Valkyrie, sorry, I can't say her her name correctly. I don't think that really moves the needle too much. She was in NXT for a little bit. They did give her a dumb gimmick in NXT, but that was Vince. Um, so we'll see if she's the one that's going to def- def- dethrone Jade Cargill. I mean, if she is the one, then Jade definitely needs to move into the the main women's title situation and, and get some matches in there. And, you know, get a shot at the champion going forward. But you know, overall, I think AEW is in a in a decent position. Um, you know, we'll see what's what's what happens here over the next couple of weeks, especially with Adam Cole coming back and everything like that. Oh, but but real quick too, let me I forgot to completely touch on it. Um, I want to just say, you know, this Wednesday, you know, we're gonna have Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett for the the AEW uh, World Championship, the AEW World Championship. Yeah, this Wednesday, AEW World or uh, Atlantic Championship or whatever the fuck Tony Khan said like fifty times, and I'm like, man, chill out on the cocaine before you go on live television. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, and then I saw he got a tweet storm earlier uh, talking about um, people commenting on his page about uh, you know the fact of doing Kenny Omega versus Vikino. Um, I think that's how you say his name. Vikino um, this Wednesday. And people were like, uh, you know, who's this? Who's this? And Tony's like, everybody knows who it is. This is just uh, bot accounts that are made to follow, you know, and, count and talk about AEW like this and just constantly negative eight talk then i can talk about AEW, and i have reports for it yet he doesn't have reports for it he's starting to sound like fucking the donald trump of wrestling i have this and this and then he has no proof to back it up in the long run but I, we're not getting political here uh yeah i mean like 
my one problem that I had with the promo this past month or Wednesday was the fact that like they're kind of bringing up like you know they could go other places. I'm like, no, like you should be talking about how like AEW is like where you want to be and not talking about other promotions. And like yeah, you said the pillars is a good kind of carryover thing for them. Uh, we still got two months till AEW Double or Nothing, so that's a good like month filler program with Jungle Boy and Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. And yeah, we talked about it last week on the show that you know there's pretty much you know. I said two options and Kenny Omega or Hangman Adam Page to fight um, MJF at double or nothing. I know Chairman also brought up uh, Adam Cole as well as somebody that could potentially be in line to fight uh, MJF at double or nothing. Do you kind of have a favorite out of those three, Cam, at this point uh, that you think should end up fighting um, MJF at double or nothing? I mean, I guess it just depends on where we're at. I mean, I haven't given up on i don't want to say hope or anything like that because the backlash might still be there especially from the aew hardcore faithful like how dare this old man speak his mind cm punk coming back and you know i still have that wild hair up my ass that punk's going to come back and help um kenny omega win the championship at some point and join the elite i think that's just kind of the best story they could possibly tell uh you won't have to rely on punk being like the big guy, he can kind of just be with the elite for a while and do that whole story. I mean, I think that sounds a little far-fetched now as we know nothing's really happening on that end. Um, I mean, if you bring Adam Cole back and his first major feud is with MJF and he doesn't win the title, um, it kind of just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, it's almost like when they brought in Danielson and he couldn't beat Kenny and all these things that they did that, you know, the matches are fantastic and all that, but... Um, you kind of want to protect all those guys. So I think, you know, if you want to go the route with hangman, I think that's probably the best option. Hangman's kind of been there the whole time. Um, he had a crazy match with, with Moxley. He got the W, you know, so I think he kind of moves up that non ranking ranking system that AEW has, even though did they scrap that? I think they scrapped that or they scrapped it. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. So they scrapped that. Yep. Um, thank God. Cause it only worked for like a week, three years ago. Um, <laughs> I mean, but that, I mean, that logically makes sense if you want to shoot Hangman into the main event scene. I don't think you need to rush Adam Cole back. I think you need to kind of build him up a little bit, especially since, you know, he came in, he did some good things, and then he's just been gone for so long. And then they bring him back to announce the reality show, which I thought was the worst fucking idea I've ever seen. You bring Adam Cole back and be like, yeah, I'm back. Okay, but I'm just here to promote a reality show. I'm not going to, you know, beat up somebody. I'm not going to go interfere in a match. I'm not going to you know, talk crap to somebody in the backstage area. I'm going to promote our reality show. And to me, I'll, if I'm Adam Cole, I'm like, really, Tony? Like, that's all you got for me right now is to, to do this. Um, it is what it is. They're basically doing being the elite on TV, you know. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I'll probably watch an episode or two and then say, if it's not as good as Total Divas or the, the Bella show they had for a while, then, you know, I'll just I'll move off of it. But, I mean, I think Hangman's the the best option i guess you could say he's been around for a while even if he does come in and fights mjf and takes a loss hangman can recover from it um but right now i think if you're gonna if you're gonna build up an adam cole versus mjf match at some point it's got to take a little while yeah it's kind of where i landed on too i mean yeah there seems like they're building back to star kenny but i feel like there's some elite stuff that has to be taken care of first i mean you know, we still don't know where Jay White's going to be. There's, you know, he's apparently there. Are people think he's leaning WWE, but apparently AEW is still in the in the ball game too. Um, so who knows there? Uh, but yeah, I, I think Hangman, you know, coming especially coming off the big win over John Moxley uh, at Revolution, 
I think that propels him to kind of the top single spot too. So I think he's the the best choice as far as that goes going forward. Um, real quick, I gotta I gotta bring this up, and I wish Chairman was on to talk about this. What do you think of the uh, the QTV segments with QT Marshall and uh, Hobbs and Aaron Solo from this past Wednesday? I could not stand it. Uh, I mean, I don't understand how these guys are still getting television time. I mean. A year, a year and a half into this, you know, okay, you can kind of make the make a, a point like you had the factory stuff and they were Kenny's protege or Kenny, excuse me, they were Cody Rose's proteges. And, you know, you can almost make an argument. But the fact that these guys still show up on television is is just baffling to me. Um, I think Hobbs has a point as a place, you know, the TNT championship. I mean, I think they changed the titles too quick on that. Um, but I don't know. No, what I don't get it. I QT has to have some dirt on Tony Khan to still get on television. He is like insanely horribly booked. I saw his, you know, his face as one of the front and center guys. They're doing an independent show out here in California, you know, WrestleMania weekend. And he was one of the main attraction guys. I'm like, if he's one of your main attractions, fuck, you're going to sell like 10 tickets to that show. (laughs) Um, I don't get it. I don't think it's cool. I don't think he, he doesn't even look like a fucking wrestler. And the fact that he, was helping take down Wardlow and all that stuff. I didn't like it. I don't like it. It's not that good heat. It's that X-Pac go away heat. It's that we don't want to see you on television. Um, I don't get it. I mean, I'm speaking for Chairman here. Like, he is worse than Austin Theory, even though Theory has grown on me, but that's a different um, time for a podcast. Um, Yeah, I I don't like it. I think it's, you know, you, they get three hours a week of television and you're literally wasting anything more than 30 seconds on a QT Marshall segment is a complete waste of time. Yeah. And I just don't get it because Hobbs is somebody that's gotten over on his own. And I know there's backstory there and AEW guys and they tell me, well, there's backstory from X months ago when, you know, Hobbs did this. And I'm like, well, that's great. But you've been getting Hobbs over as this unstoppable threat of a badass. And, you know, he wins the championship opportunity match or like whatever it was called, the fucking gold ring thing. And I just want to see him beat Wardlow clean. I mean, I thought we all picked Samoa Joe to win that match. And we all thought maybe Joe, he would just run through Joe. And that didn't end up happening. Wardlow wins the title and loses again less than a week later, which is rare for AEW because you don't normally see those uh, short title reigns like that. And, yeah, it's like I don't need QT Marshall associated with Hobbs. That would be like, I don't know, fucking taking um, like a... God, who's somebody in WWE that's really stupid and dumb right now? Like, taking, uh, I don't know, fucking Dolph Ziggler and putting him with, like, Gunther as, like, you know, his help. I'm like, really? Like, I, I, why are we putting Dolph Ziggler with this guy? It's just so unnecessary, like you said. And, I don't know, maybe it's because the bowling alleys get slower during the summer. That's why QT decided to start showing up again on AEW, because we're getting close to the spring-summer months when the fall and winter leagues are finishing up. Um, all right, let's go over to WWE, and obviously we've got WrestleMania uh, two weeks away now at this point. Or I'm sorry, is it two? No. 20, today's the 18th to 20. Yeah, two weeks away. I thought it was three. Uh, two weeks away uh, at this point. Cards starting to take shape a little bit. Um, we have, of course, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, controversy, but more debate, debate on what should main event night one. Uh, apparently the rumor is it's going to be Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, and some people, according to Dave Meltzer, are saying it's, well, political reasons, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means you have to have women main event one night, which I think is uh, just stupid anyway, because um, I don't think I'm trying to recollect. They didn't have women main event last year. I don't know if it's a Charlotte Flair thing where it's like, oh, well, 
Charlotte was supposed to main event the first, be the first female to main event WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey, but that didn't end up happening. It had to be a triple threat match with her, Ronda, and Becky, so there's some backlash there. But, I mean, the Rhea Charlotte feud picked up a little bit in intensity last night on SmackDown, but that feud still doesn't seem to be that good. I think it's it's just nobody wants to see Charlotte as a face. And if it's like a... If it's a political thing where Charlotte needs to main event a WrestleMania because she hasn't yet, and Sasha and Bianca Belair had their singles match, I just don't care. I mean, the, the storyline that people most care about is anything involving the bloodline. And to me, yeah, you could, you know, have the tag title match open up night one and start the crumbling of the bloodline there. But I think it's a better effect if you have... I think that match is going to get way more heat than Charlotte and Rhea. And it's just because, I don't know, Charlotte just... Ever since her comeback and she came back and won the title right away from Ronda Rousey and now they're trying to like I said it before on the show, we've all said it. Charlotte's just not a good face. Like nobody wants to see her face, and it's the same act she's done since she's um, you know, been around. It's you know, she's a flair, she's the best, she's genetically superior, she's more athletic, and it's just like like there's no change to her act at all. And you can make arguments that somebody like a Becky has changed up her act. And even somebody like a Ronda Rousey has changed up her act. And Sasha has gone through some changes to her act, whether when she turns face or heel, Bailey's changed her act. And she's really the only horsewoman who's just kind of done like wrote off the flair name this entire time. And I don't think the WWE would ever cut ties with Charlotte Flair because they would just be handing, you know, although I don't know if Charlotte would ever go to AEW because Andrade, her husband, has gone bad terms with AEW, so who knows there. But if it's the if the reason is this main event is happening because they need Charlotte main eventing and she was promised something a couple of years ago, I'm just not all for that. And for me, it's your best stories, regardless of it's men or women, should be main eventing WrestleMania's night one and two. And I see no reason why that tag match, especially after the reuniting of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn last night on SmackDown, got such a great reaction. There's no reason that match shouldn't be a main event for night one. Uh, just what are your thoughts, Cam? Yeah, I mean, if the if if the storyline deserves it, I mean, a few years ago, they obviously deserved it. Um, this storyline has no heat to it. I mean, if I'm Triple H, if I'm booking it, I have Rhea just destroy Charlotte and crown a new face, crown a new, you know, queen of the women's division if you will i would not even have a full-on match i would just have Rhea destroy charlotte charlotte has lost all her credibility um i agree with you i think that she uh she comes out there does the same shtick bailey has changed even like you mentioned everyone you know makes tweaks to her their character i mean that's the way i book if i'm sure i mean i don't think they deserve to main event night one i believe that the turmoil of kevin Owens, sammy Zayn versus the usos headlining night one and leave, leading everything into what's going to happen on night two. You could do a whole backstage segment with the Usos losing the titles, Roman being pissed, Roman not being able to focus, all this stuff going into the match with Cody. It kind of just writes itself. Um, Charlotte and Rhea could open the night, but like I said, I would go WrestleMania like WrestleMania 29 or whatever the year was, Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan in like five seconds. That's the route I would go. I would just have Ronda, or excuse me, Rhea destroy Charlotte. It'll get the internet talking, and – you know, even if WWE at some point gets rid of Charlotte Flair, she isn't who she used to be. So if she wants to leave and go to fucking Impact or New Japan or try to, you know, co- copy what Sasha Banks is doing or even go to AEW letter. I mean, I don't think she has the, the weight that she used to have in the WWE a few years ago. That's so offensive, Cam, not talking about women not having weight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I guess she could probably make a living in Mexico with Andrade. I don't even know if Andrade wrestles in Mexico anymore. I think he does. I mean, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, she's got to be good. I think she's 
maybe the oldest of the four horsewomen too. Let me look up her age. Um, again, well, talking about a woman's age, that's also offensive, I think. But uh, let me look up Charlotte Flair. I think she's in her mid third. Yeah, thirty. She'll be thirty-seven on April fifth. So it's not like she's getting any younger as well. So she's getting up there in age. But yeah, it's like you said, we said like she doesn't change anything about her. I don't know if she has the following that the other four. I mean, we all know how hardcore Sasha fans are. Uh, you know, I think Becky's more popular than her. Uh, and obviously, we got the storyline with her and Trish and Lita against damage control. Um, yeah, it's just like. She took her break, and I expect, I honestly expected when she took that break last year and, you know, when she took that time off and was going to come back, I was expecting her to come back refreshed and maybe a little different. And it's just, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say about anything about her surgeries. If Charlotte feels like she needs to make those changes, that's fine. If she makes her happy. But, yeah, it's just nothing comes across as well. And, like, I, she wouldn't get the same level of respect in AEW because the AEW fans wouldn't want her coming in and winning right away. Um, yeah, it's just it's, 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 something's missing there. I mean, something's missing with the Bianca Asuka feud, too. It's the women's matches outside. Of, I mean, the sixth women, I think, is the best built-up match on this women's card so far. And we're getting some tag team showcase matches too, as well. I guess four women or four tag women and four uh, men's ta- tag teams going at it. So we'll see that there. Uh, one one build that has kind of just gone away because of who knows what is the Bray Wyatt Lashley uh, program. I mean, it's apparently Bray was missed house shows a couple weekends ago. Some people are saying it's personal stuff. Other people are saying it's injuries. I don't remember seeing anything about it on Raw, the storyline. And from what I saw at SmackDown last night, I don't remember them mentioning Lashley Bray Wyatt at all. So the match is rumored to still be on, but there's something going on that's causing the build to just completely come to a halt. And I mean, I, I just think. It's the Bray Wyatt character. It's just whatever he's doing right now is not clicking because it hasn't got it out of here's Uncle Howdy, here's Bray Wyatt. We don't know what any of this means. And this has been, what, five, six months now at this point. So I don't know. I feel bad for Lashley getting stuck in this. I mean, I was ready to, you know, defend uh, Bray Wyatt coming back. I was looking forward to it. And it's just been a major flop. And I mean, I don't know if you can blame creative. I don't know if you can blame Bray Wyatt, who's got control over storylines like this. But I mean, I can understand why somebody like Brock Lesnar would want to turn this shit down where I would just be like, you know, yeah, I'm not selling any of this spooky shit. I'm just going to, you know, if it was Brock, I would just be like, none of this scares me. I'm going to whoop your ass. And then Brock whips his ass in like a minute at Mania. So I don't know what's going on with Bray, but I think, you know, when people are talking about some of the returns Triple H has brought back have been major flops. I mean, I think right now Bray Wyatt's at the top of that list. Uh, what do you think, Cam? Sadly, I agree. I mean, outside of Johnny Gargano being relegated back to NXT, um, which completely surprises me. I mean, I know that Johnny and, and Shawn Michaels have a special bond, and Johnny Gargano can probably bring NXT back to where it not necessarily where it was, and I don't think they'll ever repeat, you know, NXT from five, six, seven years ago where they had their three, three, four-year run where they were the hottest thing in wrestling and since fucking the Von Erics in Texas. Um, outside of that, it has to be. Bray just hasn't got out of first gear, and to me, who's someone who loved his work the first time around, and you kind of almost felt like it was almost going to happen again when they just kept delaying everything and slowing everything down, and they had the they reintroduced Alexa Bliss into it. And it's like, okay, we don't need to go that route again. We already did that with the fiend. It wasn't that great. We don't need a, you know, we don't, 
they don't need a woman in that. Um, we don't know who Uncle Howdy is. There was the rumors that Kevin Grimes was going to come up and be one of the Wyatt Wyatt members. Um, it's just taking way too long. And I don't know if that's a Triple H thing or if they're just not sure what they want to do thing. I mean, when you brought Bray back in, I mean, I feel like Bray's the kind of guy like like a CM Punk, kind of like a Triple H, a John Cena, all these guys who have plans and ideas for five, six, seven months. And if they came back in and Bray had a whole plan and, you know, they didn't like it, um, they haven't really done much with it. Uh, I guess on SmackDown, I didn't notice yesterday when I was watching SmackDown, but I guess there was some sort of Bray Wyatt um, symbol in the background during the L.A. Night backstage interview. It's just taking way too long. And Bray, like I said, he hasn't got out of first gear. The character hasn't got out of first gear. It's kind of like someone who's learning how to drive stick and they just keep stalling and stalling. Like when I tried to learn how to drive stick. Um, and you feel bad because Bray did a lot for NXT, did a lot for WWE. He was super over. Um, I personally think they should have just went back to that original character and just kept it, kept it simple if you want to bring in Uncle Howdy and reveal Bo Dallas as the brother and all that stuff, cool. Those two guys, fine. If you want to add a third, sure, go ahead. But it's taking too long. It's There's nothing's happening. The Lights Out match with him and LA Knight you know, was whatever. Um, I don't know. I just I don't know what it is, and it's just something that's not clicking, and I don't know. It's I don't know if it's ever going to click. Um, I was never a fan of Bray versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Anyways, I think it's way too contrasting of styles. Lashley's kind of on his – he's kind of that upper mid-card guy on Raw to where if he loses to Bray, you know, what does that do to his character? Bray, you know, he hasn't really wrestled, so you assume he beats Lashley at Mania. Um, I mean, they still got two weeks. We'll see what happens. Um, if it is a creative issue, if it is, you know, has some lingering um, – excuse me, if he has some lingering injury that's keeping him out – um, I feel like he'd have to be prepared for Mania. I mean, at this point, if nothing really fizzles out here in the next few months, I mean, it's one of those things where maybe it's best best to just cut ties with the investment and move on and see if Bray can maybe either move into like a backstage role, a creative role type of guy, or you know maybe try to catch on somewhere else. But I think that his his gimmick, his shtick, only really works for WWE. It wouldn't really work in AEW. Uh, an Impact crowd would definitely love it. They, an Impact would probably open, take him with open arms. Um, but yeah, I think something needs to kind of happen like quickly. And we need a reveal. We need to know who ha Uncle Howdy is. We need Bray out there talking to him. We need something. Because nothing's happening. And it's been, what, three or four months now, Justin? And really nothing has happened in those four months. We've got one match. It wasn't a great match. It was sponsored by the worst soda produced on earth. Um, I don't know. And I honestly, I just feel bad for Bray Wyatt because it's just one of those things where like it clicked all these years ago and he was super over and even the fiend stuff to a certain extent, everybody loved it. His weird little title belt sold out like on WWE shop or excuse me, uh, fanatics experience, WWE shop, whatever it is now. Um, yeah. I mean, I just ultimately feel bad for the human being at the, at the end of the day. Um, and I just, I don't have an answer. Yeah. I mean, uh, extreme rules, extreme rules was October, I think early October. So yeah, that's when he made his, uh, return as far as that goes. Yeah. And by the way, can we, are we, is it all right to call this podcast now an official LA night podcast? Cause I think he's been great this last month. Oh yeah. LA night has, I mean, LA night's been fantastic for a long time. I saw a rumor now that they pitched the stone cold LA night match. 
holy shit, how cool would that be when Stone Cold just goes, what? And Belly Knight goes, yeah, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, hit him with the stunner. Fucking five minutes at WrestleMania, LA Knight gets a huge rub. He freaking deserves it. Um, he's out there wrestling everybody pretty much every single week. He is that mid-card heel. Um, his gimmick is great. I mean, he came in. They changed his name to LA Knight. I was like, God damn it, I don't like that name. The name's terrible. Didn't really do too much in NXT. Comes up to the main roster and has clicked. I mean, outside of break, he has clicked. He His, his yeah thing works. Uh, people hate him. Um, I think it's great. And, yeah, this is this is definitely an LA Knight stand podcast now. And, Please give him feed feed him to Stone Cold for five minutes. Just let him come out there. Let LA Knight cut a promo somewhere in the middle of night one, night two mania. Have Stone Cold come out, kick his ass, hit him with a few stunners. Everyone goes crazy. LA Knight gets the big rub, and I honestly think he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, I just think Vince McMahon thought the best use of him was to be Max Dupree and be a manager for the Maximum Male Models, which I have to admit. As a low-card comedy act, the stuff they've been doing with Otis has kind of grown on me. Like, I mean, they're never going to be, like, a serious threat or anything. They're going to get, like, they're basically what, you know, they should be doing with QT Marshall and AEW. They get minimum amounts of screen time. They have funny backstage segments, and that's it. That's how you use somebody that you know isn't going to be an overact. That should be a lower-card comedy act. I mean, hell, even the stuff they've been doing with Baron Corbin recently, where he's getting interviewed backstage and they break away to something else that is going on or something going on in the ring, like, that that's great. That's how you should use Baron Corbin It's weird stuff like that. He's not going to be a main event guy. Like, when they were doing that, uh, whatever it was called, when he was losing, where he lost all of his money and was down on his luck and was wearing the same stuff every week, like, that. That is how you use acts that aren't supposed to get over but are, you know, should be on TV for a couple minutes just for fun. Like, that's what you need to do. But, yes, I'm glad this is an L.A. Night podcast now. Uh, he's right fighting Rey Mysterio next week. Um, so because he, uh, Dominic still, he still continues to refuse to fight Dominic. Um, I don't know. We're two weeks out at this point at WrestleMania. I just kind of assumed that match is going to happen, but what do you think, Cam? Do you think, we, we talked about how great Dominic's been last week on the show. Do you think we're kind of at a point now where they aren't actually going to do the match and maybe, who knows, maybe this Hall of Fame thing is just an angle with, uh, Dominic or maybe he interrupts the Hall of Fame and then that's how they lead to a match. But I feel like, this is something where a match should have been made already. I mean, the heat's there that no matter what happens, it's going to be huge when Ray finally hits Dominic. But I feel like we're kind of out of time to the point where we needed to see this match at Mania. Well, first of all, it's Otis. Oh, that's um, right. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. I forgot he changed his name. <laughs> it's Otis, and that, that has been fantastic. Uh, sorry, Chairman. If you're, I'm sorry, buddy. But that the OTs, him embracing that male model stuff, and and last week Chad Gable looking for him, that that was fucking hilarious. It was comedic gold. Some of the best backstage stuff the WWE's done a while in a while, as far as comedy goes. Um, Chad Gable and OTs should be nominated. Sorry, Emmys. Whoever whoever does <laughs> that stuff, I believe Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, Chad Gable, and OTs all at least deserve nominations for WWE Monday Night Raw. Um, an Emmy going forward. Uh, I don't know who does that. I don't watch the Emmys. I don't care about any of that Hollywood crap because it's a bunch of just weird left-wing weirdos hanging out with each other, but they definitely deserve at least the nomination. Um, I mean, the match is going to happen. I mean, we're two, we're two weeks off from Mania. We still haven't officially got Sammy versus Kevin Owens, Sammy and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. Clearly, that's the angle we're going to see. Monday Night Raw, they're going to come out. They'll probably book the match either Monday or Friday. That's a week before. Everyone kind of knew it was coming, so they don't need a fucking month long build. They've been building this for almost a year now. So 
and it was fantastic. Last night on SmackDown, the embrace, everything was great. Um, I assume post-mania is going to be like Roman and the or, or Solo and the Usos versus Cody and Kevin and Sammy probably until the wheels fall off for a while. Give Roman some time off. Um, but I think that it's going to happen. I mean, Ray and Dominic, I think this is probably Ray's maybe swan song. This is his last hurrah. He's going into the Hall of Fame. I still don't believe any shot. I don't believe they're giving Conan a, Conan a, a live mic anywhere in the WWE ring. I don't care if it's at a house show. I don't care anywhere. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. Yes, they are not giving him a live mic. I, If it happens at the Hall of Fame, it's kind of weird. It'll be a little weird if it happens at the Hall of Fame and they're like, I'm going to fight you tomorrow or on Sunday, um, a couple days before Mania. But I almost have a feeling that Maybe the the SmackDown because well, if they're gonna do what the Hall of Fame on Friday and SmackDown on Friday too. Right? Yeah, I or believe Hall... if it was like last year, they do the Hall of Fame after right after SmackDown. I think. Okay, so they're gonna do it right after SmackDown. Um, I mean, I don't know how they're gonna get there, but the match is definitely happening. Dominic has really improved. I mean, I didn't. I liked his promo this past week, but it went a little long in the whole, like, he was doing great, and then as soon as he started doing, like, the the icky, like, it, was a, it wasn't an M-series and, like, spoiled Brad stuff, I didn't really like that because he feel now. He went to jail. He's hanging out the Judgment Day. He could just have just laid on him. You weren't there for me when I was a kid. You weren't there for me. You know, you'd rather be wrestling, and now I'm wrestling, and I'll be there for my family. Um all these kinds of things. So I, it's, it's going to happen. And if it happens at the hall of fame, I'll accept it. You know, he can lay out Conan and kind of introduce him, his, him introduce Ray. Ray can come out and they can have a little thing and end up, you know, Ray's like, you know what? Fine. I will fight you at WrestleMania. And that's how he goes into the hall of fame. Maybe that's the way Ray wants it. Who really knows? But I think the match definitely happens. Um, there's nothing that can't happen, but Rhea is going to get her moment in the sun which I think is perfect for Judgment Day because Rhea is already their leader. And if you have Rhea as the uh, Raw Women's Champion, or excuse me, SmackDown Women, or SmackDown Women's Champion, um, and she's kind of their leader of their group, I think that's the perfect for that Judgment Day. I think it's perfect. And then poor Finn and Damian Pule. No, Finn's wrestling uh, Edge and what, Hell in a Cell, correct? Yep, correct. Okay, so poor uh, Damian Priest is just going to be hanging out, um, you know, probably in a hot tub somewhere. Uh, for WrestleMania, he's going to be stuck in catering. They can't put him in that that tag team classic thing unless they just randomly put him with somebody. Uh, but yeah, uh, Damian probably just escorts uh, Dominic to the ring for his match against his dad. Um, but yeah, the Judgment Day is actually going to be showcased a little bit, which I think they deserve as well. Um, but yeah, I think I mean the match is going to happen. I think it's just a matter of of when, not not if. Um, and if like I said with the tag team match, if they book it a week out, everyone's we've been building to this for. A long time now too just like with everything else the slow build triple h has been quoted several times that he loves slow builds he loves all of that stuff he loves long-term storytelling and you know the the two main stories long-term storytelling this one i wouldn't call it a main storyline but it is a nice mid-card match somewhere in there especially if it is ray mysterio's last match against his son i'm sure he'll be very very proud of it dominic gets a win but yeah it's gonna be booked at some point yeah, and hopefully this is the end of the whole um, the dominant or not or Edge Finn Balor match. At um, as far as that goes, I mean that thing's been going on forever at this point, and it's like, come on, like I I like both these guys. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad Finn Balor's finally getting a big time match at WrestleMania, but this is kind of the one program where I think 
this long drawn out build again, which I'm fine with when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's kind of kind of reached this point. Like I don't need to see it uh, anymore. This is definitely one that needs to end. I mean, who knows what is next for Edge? I mean, he could be, um, you know, retiring up soon. I mean, maybe you know you got. I've always thought Jay Bal Jay White or Jay Ballard Jay White might be a decent fit in Judgment Day uh, if he were to come in as far as that group goes. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it, WrestleMania, I think this is the most excited I've been for WrestleMania in quite a long time. I can't think of the last time I was this, uh, this hype for pretty much every match on the card. I mean, if Bray and, and Lashley happens, I mean, that's going to be whatever. I'm not really caring about that. Um, and even like Brock Omos, that's not really something I'm looking forward to. Um, I don't think that's something that's going to be that, uh, that great. Uh, so outside of those, I mean, but two matches, I mean, hell, I can even live with a tag team showcase matches if they're going to just get like 10 minutes. It's better than a, like a pre-show battle royal that um, that we normally get every year where those guys, just, everybody's kind of thrown in there, thrown together. I'm kind of glad that's being scrapped uh, all together. But yeah, I mean, this WrestleMania definitely is something to 100% be looking forward to. And it's uh, two weeks away. Um, I'm going to have to scrap the tournament thing cam because for some reason it did not save when i did it yesterday and it's kind of pissing me off <laughs> like I, I i overwrote it from last year's and saved it but somehow last year's saved and i have no idea what happened that's it's fucking weird so i can't even like i just have to redo everything now and uh come up with whole new brackets so that's good so i'm just gonna finish the show off here okay all right all right and that is our show uh, for this week uh, we will be back next week to continue the build to the road to WrestleMania and preview whatever's coming. I mean, WrestleMania, like I said, two weeks away. So our preview show is going to be coming up very quickly. So for my co-host, Cam, I am Justin C. signing off, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>